Welcome back, everyone. This is Discussing Comics. I am Kyle Jones, and this is a very special episode. And why is this a special episode? We have Chris Sanchez from Mad Cave Studios. Chris, welcome. How are you? I'm doing all right. Thank you for having me. Well, thank you for coming on. So tell me, who is Chris Sanchez? Let's start out with you. Let's um, kind of give an idea of who you are and how you got into comics. How about that? Uh, yeah, well, uh, yeah, I'm Chris Sanchez. I'm from Florida, uh, sort of Pembroke Pines area, and I got into comics sort of just growing up with comics. Uh, my first job was really to facilitate getting comics. Uh, so throughout high school, I was just like reading comics, reading comics. Then I went to school, uh, went to school full sale for basic creative writing. Uh, did basically always loved to write, always loved storytelling, and that's how I also like loved comics that way. Uh, the Soros, the sort of serial nature of them. Uh, and then when I came back home, I was looking for a job. Uh, Mad Cave Studios was hiring, uh, and sort of started up with them. And they if you don't know Mad Cave, they're an ind- independent comic publisher. Uh, and yeah, they sort of hired me on to do sort of, uh, admin work, any, basically any job around the office to doing that. And they saw that I had, you know, a pension for writing and, that's how I sort of got um, promoted to sort of social media. And with that, now I'm a communications and digital media manager. Cool. So, I, yeah, I manage all the social media accounts. I uh, any uh, Anything on the YouTube, I sort of take front on that. Um, and, yeah, I sort of any copywriting that needs to be done within the organization, I do it. So tell me a little bit about... Who is Mad Cave Studios? So you, you mentioned, you know, that's, uh, you came back home, you were in Miami and you found Mad Cave Studios. So who is, for anyone listening that is not familiar, who is Mad Cave Studios? Right. Uh, Mad Cave Studios, we're an independent comic publisher. We uh, distribute our books actually just uh, this past year. It was our first year with Diamond. Um, and Mad Cave is all about uh, bringing madness to comics, sort of bringing this imagine, imagination and creativity um, into these uh, passion projects for creators and building these stories that will resonate both with the creators themselves and with the audience at large and b- creating these um, very, very fun, action-oriented uh, genre stories as well. All right. So the logo that you have for Mad Cave, kind of give me a little bit of information on it, because I think I see something in the logo, but I want to make sure that what I see is what's actually there. So tell me, what's the story behind the logo? All right. Uh, so Mark London, if you, he's our founder, CEO. He he writes uh, a lot of our books and he had he always loved bats when he was a uh, when he was a kid, growing up, he just always loved bats. And the original name for Bat Cave Studios was Bat Cave Studios. Uh, but Bat Cave is, you know, is a little, uh, maybe, maybe, yeah, I got you. Little trademark. Uh, maybe that's probably not, uh, ideal. Uh, so to different, so we already, so he already built the logo and the, the web, um, Bat Cave also started out as sort of like a website first, sort of like a personal, uh, website instead of like this giant, this like, you know, pretty big comic studio. Right. Uh, so when we transitioned to, from that, we, we realized, or Mark realized that he needed to change the name. Um, but he really still liked the logo. Uh, so he's like, okay, mad cave. Cause creativity is madness. That works. Um, and so we have this bad logo. 
Um, but you know, to give it a little madness, it's like a little bat in a straight jacket. Okay, good. Okay, so yeah. good. That was what I was hoping you were going to say. Yeah. I, I was seeing the straight jacket, but yeah. you know, I, I'm going to say something interesting about the uh, logo that I did not notice until you just said what you did. Now that you said that there's a bat in there, I a hundred percent see the bat. But before you said that, and, and this is cool based on how the logo looks, I thought it was a cat. I could, yeah, yeah, because it's sort of, uh, it totally could be that, but no, it, yeah, it's a bat uh, with little fangs and everything. But yeah, nice I, I could see, I could see, uh, where you, where like some confusion would be on, but yeah. Yeah, and and it's, you know the reason I find that cool is one of the or the first book that came out. Correct me if I'm wrong here. Yeah, is a book called Battle Cats. Yeah, and that's another thing. Like, uh, yeah, our first our um, our first book in Diamond and our first actually book creatively was uh, Battle Cats, which is this grand uh, sort of medieval fantasy epic story that's sort of like Thundercats meets D and D a bit. Okay. Um, and yeah, that's sort of our first book that we launched with. Um, and we're actually bringing back, actually in May, it's going to be our second volume of Battle Cats starting up. And so, yeah, we're real excited for that. So for anyone, you know, that is listening that is not familiar with you guys, and you, you know, you mentioned that this is basically Thundercats meets Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. What was Mark's thoughts as getting into a new company, a new book, a new publishing company? And deciding to go in a route that's not your s- traditional superhero route. Right. Uh, well, Mark, uh, has always been fascinated with, uh, sort of 80s cartoons and with that also like Legend, uh, King Arthur and this grant, uh, you know, these token books as, you know, most, uh, authors are, they're sort of fascinated by this fantasy, uh, epic. And so he, he thought like, well, you know, I, lo- he loves superheroes, but, fantasy really is uh the one thing he really wanted to start with and that's the one thing he really had a story to tell in this world uh that he built uh so he was like let me just let's start with that and once we uh started pitching it and sort of creating the bones for it uh he realized that yeah this this has some likes to it a lot of people gravitate towards it is it's uh our most popular book uh yeah it's it's sort of like he had the story to tell for it instead of like going the traditional superhero route, as you said. It's like this is something we can make our own and create our own identity with. Yep. And, you know, I have accused myself of getting tired with comics uh, in the last couple of years. And I will be honest with you, and I would say this whether or not you're on the call with me or whether or not, you know, I'd ever uh, come in contact with you guys other than reading the books. I have found more interest in things that like Midnight Task Force. Whenever I read that, it was like I just immediately wanted more. I wanted more of the story. You know, I wanted to know what was coming next. And the only thing that I could come back to as to why I was so thirsty for what comes next is this is not an iteration that has been told and retold and retold and reach. You know what I'm saying? It, it's, yeah. it's fresh. It's new. It's different. Yeah. That's something we strive to do with all of our books, sort of bringing that differentness, that sort of creativity, that, that passion for these projects 
that you can feel in the pages themselves and sort of midnight which are cyberpunk detective story but how can we make that different okay he has schizophrenia and he has these different um how he solves crimes is different than like you've seen before and how this this uh short uh it's like four issue arc and how tight and how compressed it is and how it feels uh, ramping up and each issue and that's something we felt uh really gravitates uh, sort of to readers and to us even like we're excited for the book and like excited how far we can go or like what's the next volume going to look like and we're you know so we're building on that and yeah that's it's always it's always passion for us like what's what gets us passionate uh, about these stories what uh what's that imagination that little spark in that story that's like okay here's the thing that makes us different here's the thing that sort of like is a little twist on it that readers like yourself uh, that really like be like okay i need to get more of this i need to read more so you said something that i find very interesting you said you know we're we're, we're trying to think out of, you know, the look of the next and what the next is going to bring and what kind of spark that it gives you. One thing that I noticed looking at all of your books that you're, that you have out, there is a distinct quality difference in my opinion as to how the books look. They, the, the vibrance of how they look, the coloring, the presentation, even down to the, you know, shininess almost of it could you give me some insight as to what the decision was to give it the unique look that they do uh do you mean per title per yes because because they all have a distinct look but but they they're just not your norm in my opinion they're not your typical norm so what's the idea there uh, well, we sort of tailored our artists, uh, to what fits, like, the genre they, uh, the genre that, like, fits, or, like, what the story is telling. So, like, Midnight is a little more, it's a cyberpunk story, so it's a little more digital. It's a little more, uh, grimy in that sense. And you can see it in, like, the characters' faces and sort of, like, how they're dressed. It's a little, it's a little grimier, digitally, uh, enhanced. Uh, with Battle Cats, it's a little more colorful. It's, uh, grander it's a little epic and buy it. and we have a new series artist for battle cats and he sort of brings that all up like tenfold where it's, you see the epicness of the story you see the color and the vividry of like the image you're trying to write uh and for uh, knights of the golden sun it's a grand epic sort of uh impossible biblical epic so we really we really needed an artist that can capture all of that and and the characters themselves these are these angels these larger than life uh beings divine being so we needed uh, uh mauricio villarreal who's this incredible artist who brings all this stuff to life in these incredible landscapes of providence and these like even smaller dirtier images of a world gone to hell they can capture so well and we really sort of tailor our artists uh to the books to the stories themselves and not as uh sort of what's a mad cave book uh was a mad cave book supposed to look like we well, we feel that a Mad Cave book was it's once was it's supposed to have quality to compete, you know. It's, so it doesn't, um, it, you don't have to say, oh, this is good for an indie book. Like, no, this is good. This is good comic book art. Good. Period. Point blank. That's that's what we want. Cool. Um, and that's you know that's what we that's what I think a Mad Cave book should not. Be, you know, oh, this looks. Uh, all Mad Cave books should look like this sort of like flat indie style or. Or stylized style. It's like, no, this is good comic book art. And then we choose the artist based on 
um, what the story is rather than what we think as a company it should uh, all our books should look like. Cool. Cool. So, so basically, you know, if my strength is drawing grandiose, then you put me on where my strengths lie. That's smart. That's yeah. good. That's very good. So there was something that I noticed when I was doing my research into Mad Cave. There was something referred to as cave dwellers. Who are cave dwellers? Mm-hmm. Uh, cave dwellers is sort of our cute name that we call our fans or like our audience. Um, sort of the people who read our book and it's sort of a quick uh, nomenclature thing like, oh, the cave dwellers, uh, you know, what's going on? It's in sort of like the people who read our book, the people who follow us, you know, uh, from book to book. Those are sort of our – that's what we call our, you know, our audience. Cool, cool. So if you are talking about audience, let me kind of uh, sprout off from there. Who is, in your opinion, your target audience? Our target audience is people who love comics, you know, people who uh, go to, you know, either go to a comic store every day or go, you know, go every month or, you know, those people who want to break away from the norm like yourself, want to, you know, they're, they, you know, they grew up loving superheroes and that is their thing, but they want to try something new, try something different, um, are into these, everyone's into genre stories. Like we're all love our favorite genres and we want to grow with these genres and they always want to see their genres in the, their favorite medium. And if their favorite medium is comic books, we want to, see, you know, there's not a lot of cyberpunk books out there. Um, so if we want to give that cyberpunk fan his comic book that, you know, he really wants, like that's, that's our target audience. And those people who love comics that want those, uh, deep genres and these, uh, sort of niche genres to have a, a voice in comics. That's our target audience. Cool. Cool. So, you know, there, there's something to be said about, and, and again, this is just my opinion, but there's something to be said about, uh, you know, whether you guys do a superhero comic down the road or mm-hmm. not, there's something about going out the door and having something different that I think personally sets you guys apart. And I, I just say kudos to that. That's, that's, that's to me brilliant. Tell me a little bit about what you guys have planned in 2019. And also, I know that there was an artist search, correct me if I'm wrong, that you yeah. guys have recently done. So I'd like for you to give us some information on that. Yeah, uh, I can start with that. Uh, we had an artist talent. It was a talent search for writers and artists um, back in uh, summer of last year. And we picked uh, five writers and four artists to basically create books of us, like uh, you know, uh, we have IPs and they are sort of to their little arc on the books. Um, and so ju- for 2019, we, we are going to see, uh, their first fruits of that. Uh, can't really tell you, uh, what they are yet. Sure. But, absolutely. But we, I can tell you that, yeah, there's going to be, uh, multiple books, uh, spawning, um, spawning from that talent search, uh, and these new writers and new artists. That have, there's some good stuff that lied uh, from them uh, coming down in 2019. And in 2019 in general, we have, you know, we did three books for our first year in Diamond uh, for the year. And, and this, uh, just these first, uh, just these first like four or five months, we already have two books, uh, two books releasing, two new books. Um, and we have plenty more down the line. So we're planning to double, maybe a little bit more than double uh, the books that we have uh, released uh, coming this year. Cool. Um, and and more recently, uh, just in three weeks, we have Honor and Curse coming out. It's sort of our supernatural Shinobi story, and that the first issue that comes out, 
Um, and we just announced Battle Cats Volume 2, which that's in May. And so that's going on another run going that. And so to, and for 2019, we're also doubling our con exposure, um, sort of going to different conventions. Um, in March, just this most recent one, in March we're going to Emerald City for the second year in a row. Um, and yeah, and after that, Denver, we have Boston, Rose City, New York for the fourth year now. Uh, so we have plenty of... Like if you go to MacCubeStudios.com, you'll find out all the cons and where to go to. And so, yeah, this so, year's going to be big for us. So let me ask you about the cons. That, you know, uh, you you said you've been to New York Comic Con. Is that <laughs> is it? Is yeah. that correct? So tell me your favorite con experience out of all of the cons that you've had so far. What's been your favorite con experience? Um, it was it would probably be honestly New York last year. Um. New York last year was by far our biggest uh, convention as far as uh, the people who came up to us recognized us and actually knew who we were and actually like was like, oh, yeah, we got your books at Midtown or, oh, yeah, like I picked up the first issue here and this sort of thing. And we we're like, oh, wow, like this is we saw the fruits of our labor in a sense, like face to face with the multiple people coming up to us and be like, and we had. Uh, like Battle Cats variants and Midnight variants and those sold out like all in the second day and we were like what is happening like this you know well we go to cons like uh, like it's it's you know we're successful and we do we do well but it's sort of like you know we're we're pace ourselves but this this last New York is was blow blew us out the water by how uh by how much the response was and how great the people were and just the conversations that we had and uh Mark Mark every day was just like, what is this? And like, the, he, you know, he's very grateful for everyone who checks out his books. And he's, you know, we're all in a state of shock or, or awe whenever we're like, oh, that's, these people like what we do or, or like, oh, like you saw my social media post. Really? Like, that's what got you to buy this. That's wild. And, and you know, we're all sort of like, you know, we're all fans of comics themselves. And so the fact that you guys, or that anyone spends you know four dollars, uh, you know, a week to buy our book is you know it's an honor for us, really. Cool. Well, you know, one thing that I've noticed about following you guys lately is you do have a social media presence, and and I have been around social media long enough to know I can kind of figure and tell when someone who's behind the scenes is attempting to engage rather than simply just giving out information and there's just something about an engagement and that's why i really wanted to mention the cave dwellers because you know i think you guys are building something here and i don't normally you know feel that but i feel that with you guys so whatever you're doing please keep doing it is my whole point there dude that's awesome like really like that that means a whole lot because you know with social media it's a certain thing like you know stuff is working, but you don't know how it works. Or, or you know, something would go well, or something would go terrible when it went well like a week ago. And you're, just, it's sort of, it's always a guessing game a little bit. Like there's trends and certain things you can find out, but uh, when when you go face to face with people, be like, oh, that actually worked. Oh, yes. like, oh, that that captured something there. There's something there, and you know, that's my job. You know, really to uh, be in it. When you say engagement, like that's something we pride ourselves and i pride myself personally on like i love engaging with fans because our fans are comics people and i like every week i go to a comic shop and talk to comics that's just something i did before my job it's something i do after 
or whatever happens. Like I'll, I'll always love like this community because we all love comics. Um, and so I love talking to people about comics and, you know, that, that engagement thing is something that I pride myself in doing. You know, it's interesting that you said that about going to the comic shop. One of my co-hosts in the podcast that we do, I've constantly or often all not constantly had a debate where I am debating not, you know, buying paper comics anymore, mm-hmm. frankly, because of, you know, space, <laughs> you know, having yeah. a space to keep, you know, all of them. And there is something about, you know, a digital comic that is more vibrant, is more colorful, but I would miss that one-on-one interaction, those, those conversations that you just referenced if you didn't go to the comic shops. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's a, like, a digital makes sense. Like, it always makes sense. It's like, okay, why would I get, like, four long boxes in my house, uh, to collect all my comics or even more than that when I can just have it on my iPad for, for nothing in the space? And it makes sense. But yeah, you know, you could still go to comic shops. I mean, it's a little. True. <laughs> It's just, it's a little like, oh, I'm going there and I'm not really buying stuff or like maybe you buy like a trade here and there, um, and have these conversations and you still make these friends, sure, but there is something about going every Wednesday or like, you know, whenever you can, like these Wednesdays and like going with these people that get their stuff weekly. Um, you know, we don't, it is a hard conversation to have and at certain points you just gotta be like, okay, like, I like I need to make a decision here on the weather space or whether um, and it's not you, you still love comics. There's that's never going to go away. Um, and if you're still reading the comics and you know, I mean, you still have friends in the comics community and social media itself is basically a big, big comic shop now anyways. True. Um, where you always, and, you and, know, uh, there's some, you know, there's some pitfalls to that. Well, and everything's readily available, but there's still the good people still shine through. And the good thing is about your books, they are also not only in paper, but they're available on Comixology as well. Yep, yep, yep. yep. We do both. Uh, we uh, we do a week after, sort of like a week after release, they release on Comixology, sort of to give you know because we at Aracor also at Mad Cave, like we believe in the retailer. We want to. Uh, make sure they succeed as much as we do um so we promote them on social media we do whatever we can uh to make sure like these retailers know that we're giving them our full support and we're never we're never being like we're never ungrateful for their support like the direct market in comics is almost it's kind of the only direct market actually working now Mm-hmm. Uh, it, and so we appreciate that and we, we hope it continues and we hope any retailer who buys our books, like we are eternally grateful for them. Cool beans. So, you know, we keep mentioning social media. So I, I want to talk for a minute on where all the places someone could go and find Mad Cave Studios on social media. So if you don't mind, tell us all the different places that someone could go and find your content social media wise right right uh all our handle all of our handles are mad cave studios and that's for twitter instagram facebook those are the three uh big ones we support on you can message me and dm me I- i'm probably gonna answer you on that so if you want to say hi say hi uh uh and, but we're also on reddit um we also have a you know we update regularly on reddit and there's a you know constant uh track of that and uh tumblr as well cool veins cool veins and I will have all of these in the show notes. So 
awesome. I just ha- I have a question for you. I know we've covered a lot of things. We talked from social media to paper and digital, and we've talked about your uh, different lines, the different stories. Is there anything that you would like to tell our listeners that I may not have mentioned? Um, not really. Like we went through a lot. Um, you know, keep out on the lookout for us. Uh, you know, uh, make sure. Uh, you know, if you like what we do, uh, talk to your local comic shop. Uh, tell them like because it's hard for indies, uh, for for retailers say to take a chance on indie when no one uh, pre-orders the book or no one. Um, talk to them about it. So, you know, if you like, go on, go on our website at Mackie Studios, check out, we have previews there of all of our books. Uh, see, see if you like something. See if, uh, you know, you want to take your chance on something and talk to your local comic shop. Tell them, hey, you know, Honor Curse seems right for me. Can I, you know, can I get that on my pull list? And that'll help, that helps us out immensely. And or tell them to contact us directly. And we have a great retailer. Uh, support that we can actually get them books even if like the order dates pass um yeah it's sort of what we do cobains cobains well chris i just want to say thank you again this has been a awesome conversation i can't wait to find out what other genres what other stories are coming down the pipe uh you've got a fan here i am enjoying this and I want you to come back on again. You're, you have an open invitation anytime you want to tell us about what Mad Cave is up to, what's coming next. You have an open invitation. So thank you again. That's incredible, Kyle. Thank, I will definitely take you up on that offer for sure. Like th- this was an awesome conversation. Um, and yeah, definitely. Thank you so much for your support. And thanks for having me on. Good deal. Well, for anyone listening, thank you again for listening. Make sure you check out Mad Cave Studios. Again, the information of how to contact them on the web and, of course, social media can be found on our website and in the show notes. So for anyone listening, thank you. Thank you for your time. And we will be back next time. You've been listening to the Discussing Network. Find out more at DiscussingNetwork.com.